Welcome to the Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot. I am your host to the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns. That's my favorite team. I hope it's yours. If not, there's other teams that you can root for. I hope you'll still find this interesting. Today, I want to address the question whether the Cleveland Browns are becoming a quarterback factory. That's something that I believe that all NFL teams should aspire to be. And as silly as it may seem, not everybody has that same opinion, even at the highest levels of the organization. Some teams believe that they need to kill the backup quarterback because it demoralizes the starter. You may think that's crazy, but um, you could point to the New York Jets, my favorite NFL team next to the Browns, I guess. Uh, They decided that they would get Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. By the way, did you hear that he was activated today even though he's not going to play? That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. But they decided that they would activate him so that they could have the benefit of his spiritual experience and influence the other quarterbacks even though he's been in the locker room the whole time. Uh, What exactly is he going to do? That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, but he's going to be on the active roster. The whole thing is a soap opera. I really regret that he injured his his, uh, Achilles on like the third play of the season because I wanted to see him play uh, at least several games because I didn't think he was going to really be that good. I was pretty sure that his level of play had eroded at Green Bay. He's an old man. He's not Tom Brady. Just because Tom Brady played until age 45 doesn't mean that everybody can do it. I think that he has a lot to prove. He, Aaron Rodgers, has a lot to prove before he can be the next Tom Brady and play into his 40s. As great as Aaron Rodgers has been, hello, has been, I don't think that you can duplicate Brady's success with the New York Jets. I don't believe that. Anyway, you know, I thought... I told everybody that, you know, we're supposed to play the New York Jets on, uh, you you know, on uh, Christmas Eve or whenever whenever we're we're playing them very soon. And uh, I don't know that the New York Jets were going to be that much of a threat because we're going to play Thursday night and then we're going to play, or or we're going to play, excuse me, um, the Jets on Thursday after playing on Sunday. And uh, I don't know if, Aaron Rodgers is going to recover that quickly because he's an old man. Well, we're not going to find out because he's not going to play in either one of those games. But he's going to be on the active roster to add moral support. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. But anyway, one of the things that they did in New York Jets is they cut Joe Flacco. We didn't want to hurt the feelings of um, Zach Wilson, who is their heir apparent. He's supposed to grow up and become a good quarterback someday, despite the fact that they have a lousy system in New York and they don't know how to really build an offense in the absence of Aaron Rodgers. I guess they're going to be all pros next year with Aaron Rodgers, but without Aaron Rodgers, they don't know what to do. So they decided they'd get rid of Joe Flacco. They'd get rid of Mike White also because it might hurt the feelings of of, uh, Zach Wilson and they view competition as something that's bad that that will hurt the feelings of the quarterback and they don't want to do that 
Now, that used to be the attitude in Cleveland also, that we would get rid of quarterbacks, get rid of competition, and, you know, that's not a smart thing. Uh, that's something that we did for Cade York at the kicker position. We wouldn't bring in kickers. We didn't want to make him nervous, give him uh, a competitor, put pressure on him. Well, you know, if you don't put pressure on NFL football players, they don't grow. Uh, I totally disagree with the approach that, that uh, we should have a kicker in camp at all times in, in the summer um, to compete against the incumbent, no matter who it is. Give a guy a chance. There should be lots of quarterbacks that are competing. And there should be guys that are training to be quarterbacks, even if they aren't really that good, just so that they know the system. So you can bring somebody in in case there's an emergency, which the Browns have had. But the thing that's very interesting is that the Browns have had four quarterbacks that have played and won games. Actually, though they had a fifth quarterback in Joshua Dobbs, who they traded kind of as a favor to Dobbs because they knew that he had a chance to start with Arizona. And then he won games for Arizona, which was not a good team, but he still played well and won for Arizona. And then when Kyler Murray was ready to come back, they kind of did the same thing and said, you know what, Josh, you have a chance to start in Minnesota. Why don't we trade you to Minnesota and you can start a few more games over there. And so he started in Minnesota for a couple games, and he was okay. Um, they had other quarterbacks in Minnesota as well. Um, Adolfo Quisi Mensa is the general manager over there. He used to be on the Browns front office, and he also had a guy named Nick Mullins as a backup. Nick was another guy that was a Cleveland Brown uh, in the Andrew Barry era, and they put Nick in, and he did pretty good as well. So Nick Mullins, another Cleveland Brown who is out there, and I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, this week, the, depending on whether rookie sensation, C.J. Stroud, I'm using that expression tongue-in-cheek, uh, C.J. Stroud has been a very, very good rookie quarterback. He's not really been the league MVP, as some have suggested, but he's been very, very good. Um, but if he doesn't go, it could be Case Keenum, who was yet another backup quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, and um, I believe Case Keenum won his start against the Tennessee Titans. So there have been, um, let's see, how many is that? Four, five, six uh, Cleveland Browns who have uh, started games for uh, either the Cleveland Browns or for other teams and uh, is it six or seven let's see there's been uh, Case Keenum and Dobbs and then um, And then I'm uh, leaving out uh, Nick Mullins, so that's three. There's actually been seven quarterbacks that have started and performed very well. 
and four of them have won games in Cleveland. That would be P.J. Walker, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Deshaun Watson, of course, is 5-1, and one. and now we've, we have uh, Joe Flacco, who's been doing a very good job for the Browns as well. So all of a sudden, it looks like the Cleveland Browns are able to judge quarterback talent and bring in guys who can win games. Everybody, all four quarterbacks that the Cleveland Browns have started have won games for the Browns. So it's not like, uh, you know, and I continually make fun of people who think that they cannot win unless they have a franchise quarterback, whatever that is. But the Browns have continued to win games, continued to contend for a playoff position, and that's right, the Browns are the leading contender for a wild card at this point. And they've done it even though their first-string quarterback is out and he wasn't that super healthy. So that says, that tells me that the Cleveland Browns scouting has got it turned around and they're now able uh, to scout quarterbacks like they were not able to do for years and years. It used to be that they would get quarterbacks that just really couldn't play. Part of it, I think, was that the Browns franchise, the overall team, just couldn't support the quarterback position. It's not all about the quarterback. You also have offensive linemen, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. You have those players for a reason, and if you don't have them, your quarterback is not going to be all that good. All right, so I'm going to continue that thought in just a minute, but let's take a break for some commercial time. Once again, we thank our many sponsors for allowing us to continue these programs with the Fanatical Elves Network. And we'll take five seconds in our time and a couple minutes uh, for commercials. And we are back. Thank you very much. And once again, we are available on video platforms like YouTube, as well as Spotify and Apple and a number of other audio platforms. You can listen to us on your way to work, uh, through your cell phone, just a, a number of platforms. We're very grateful for everybody that's carrying our shows uh, from the Fanatical Elves Network, Fans First uh, Sports Network is sponsoring us. And just very grateful that we have the opportunity to come and visit you and uh, share with you. And it's been uh, our privilege to be able to share our thoughts about the Cleveland Browns and the sporting world in general. Um, then uh, the uh, upcoming game is with the Texans, uh, who we have supplied with tons of draft picks over the years. We gave them the number, I think it was number 10 or 12 draft, uh, or overall draft pick that was used to take Deshaun Watson. Then we later traded uh, six draft picks to get Deshaun Watson, gave him a $230 million guaranteed contract. I don't know that that was necessary. In fact, I would never have made that deal. I think it was a bad idea. Nevertheless, Deshaun Watson is our so-called franchise quarterback, and he has played well enough. Um, 
the uh, other three quarterbacks have also played at a at a high enough level to win. Um, I think that the amount of money that they spent and the amount of dra draft capital that was invested in the quarterback position was way out of line, and it does threaten the team's existence. I don't know if the Browns can recover if there's a uh, problem with a injury to Deshaun Watson. I don't know if the Browns can recover and uh, continue to win. They have to pay him $64 million next year, and I hope that they will extend his contract so that they can spread out that money over some additional years and uh, obtain a first-year discount uh, the way that the NFL structures its uh, contract, you get a uh, reduction in the first-year salary cap charge, and the Browns will need to do that in order to do business in 2024 because they're already overspent. You can't just wipe away guaranteed contracts, and the Browns have guaranteed contracts to a lot of players including Jack Conklin, Joel Batonio, uh, Miles Garrett, of course, has a whopper. Uh, just a number of players have guaranteed money, and it's not clear who else you could uh, restructure because the Browns are already overspent for 2024, and they need to restructure Deshaun Watson just in order to do business in 2024. Um, I, I don't... I don't have a positive view about the salary cap management associated with the quarterback position. One of the lessons that was learned in this season is that, oh, well, the Browns actually can win with a low-budget quarterback. They did a great job finding Joe Flacco. They also succeeded in the draft, I believe, with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I think the main objection with uh, DTR is that he's a very small guy. He's not that short. I think he's like 6'2", but he's uh, kind of skinny. And uh, there would be legitimate concern about his longevity, and we saw that you know he took a big hit, and that uh, knocked him out of the game. And he will have to learn how to avoid that in order to have success in the NFL as a starter. But certainly as a backup, I think he would be more than adequate. I think that the original judgment at the end of summer training camp was that they felt that he was better than Joshua Dobbs. And even though Dobbs had some brilliant success at times with Arizona and Minnesota both, I think that they may be right and that, um, that uh, DTR may be able to play at a very high level. Remember, we've pointed out many times on this show that DTR played five years of major college ball and succeeded at a very high level. If there's ever a quarterback that was NFL-ready, especially in a system like the Browns, which is designed for Deshaun Watson, who is a, a mobile quarterback, not really a, a runner in the same way that Lamar Jackson is, but he's mobile, throws on the run, that sort of thing, and that's exactly what DTR does. Uh, he's an NFL-ready quarterback for the Browns system.
I think that that he's able to have moderate success uh, uh, almost immediately and that he would develop very quickly if he were called upon to start um, several games in a row. Now, they've decided to go with Joe Flacco, the veteran. I have no problem with that. I did feel that it was taking an awful risk to put him on the field with just a week and a half of practice, basically. But the longer it goes, you know, now that he's got, uh, what, three starts under his belt and he's done well, uh, he's becoming familiar with the Browns' offense and the ability to continue to function at a high level is going to become uh, easier and easier for him. Uh, maybe easy is the wrong word, but let's say less difficult. There's nothing in the NFL that's easy. But he's assimilating the playbook now at a much higher level than he had initially. Uh, still, there's a lot of euphoria about Joe Flacco's pay, or excuse me, play, not his pay. But he's been playing at a very high level, but he's also had some bad turnovers. There was uh, a, uh interception that led to a score and then two direct pick sixes. So three turnovers that led to scores the opposing team and uh, that's kind of what you'd expect for a quarterback that hasn't had a lot of game reps and did not have uh, training camp uh, you expect to have plays like that misfires a lot of interceptions um, but you know his level of skill has resulted in the ability to complete a lot of passes too so he's been uh, high completions high yardage generating over 300 yards a game for his first three starts and uh, yet there's been turnovers as well so I'm not saying that DTR would be better but I do think that uh, DTR would be able to produce similar results if he is called upon in the future uh, P.J. Walker also has had success in the past as a NFL starter. He also played, um, I forget whether it was the XFL or the USFL, but in any case, he has succeeded in what we might call minor league football. I think he can play. He led the team to a victory over the San Francisco 49ers. That is not easy. If you can beat the San Francisco 49ers, there's no reason why you cannot lead a team to, dare I say, the foot, or the Super Bowl. Uh, that might be the most likely opponent uh, in that game. Uh, so there's no reason to think that the Browns are helpless as long as they have one of those three guys available. I'd still like to see them pick up somebody in the practice squad that they would be keeping around just in case they need them. None of the three Browns quarterbacks is somebody that you would consider to be injury resistant. They all have some issues. DTR and PJ are both on the small side. And then Flacco is kind of old and you might think that he might be a little bit brittle. And he's had some injury uh, issues in the past. So yeah, I think that they should be having some backups on the practice squad, especially because 
you know, they've really increased the size of the practice squad in recent years. They now have 16 positions available. So why not just have somebody on the practice squad that's available to step in and be the quarterback if it's necessary? Just have guys around in the league that know the fundamentals of the Stefanski system. It's not going to hurt one bit. So, okay, that's what I think. Uh, the Browns are finally showing signs that the scouting system is starting to work. They are producing results, obtaining, you know, not quarterbacks that are ever going to satisfy the demands of the fans. You know, they expect to see Tom Brady every time the Browns have a new quarterback, and it's not like that. But you are going to show... Uh, the ability to obtain quarterbacks that give the Browns a chance to win. Not only the second-string quarterback, but the third-string quarterback <clears throat> can be a professional that has a chance uh, to win right now. And I think that's what the Browns have. Uh, I think that they've done a really good job in the front office, with the exception, of course, that they spent way too much money on Deshaun Watson. I wish they hadn't done that. I don't blame Deshaun Watson for that. I'm not sure who exactly to blame, whether that was a decision made by ownership or by Andrew Barry, but they way overspent for their first string quarterback, and it's going to harm the team in the next few years until they can finally get out from under that big contract. I don't think you need to spend that kind of money on a quarterback. I think it's way too much. But okay, it is what it is. For the moment, the Browns are well-equipped to do battle with anyone. I don't see that there's any dominant team. Uh, certainly, the Browns have already beaten Baltimore. Who do you think is tougher in the AFC? The Browns have already beaten San Francisco and Baltimore. I don't see any reason why the Browns wouldn't have a puncher's chance in the playoffs, assuming they make it that far. Let's just see what happens, playing one at a time and let's just pays our money and takes our chances. So we'll see you again soon. Looking for a very interesting ball game in uh, Texas, whether it be C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State boy wonder, or whether it be our old friend uh, Case Keenum, it should be a very entertaining game. Take care, everybody, and happy holidays to everyone. Bye for now.